to Bear by Bonnie J. Um, before we kick started back into the second episode, I just wanted to share a little message with you guys, and that is just a heartfelt huge thanks from me to each and every single one of you that took the time, that listened to the podcast, that subscribed to it, that favorited it, and especially to everybody who took the time and left me messages in my DMs on Twitter and also to the two people who left me voice notes on Anchor that was just like the sweetest thing ever to Marissa and Herschel thank you guys so much for your messages it was just like I mean your messages made me so emotional like I wasn't already emotional but yeah took it to the next level you guys um but yeah I just wanted to say that. I want to say thank you so much for receiving it with so much love and understanding. Um, it's always hard to react when, you know, someone that's close to you, someone that you know even vaguely, is going through something hard and you kind of want to be there for them, but you don't really know how, you don't know what to say. So even if you're not saying anything to me and you're just listening, just know that you're doing more than enough. So yeah, presence counts for everything. Just to give you guys a heads up about the second episode, um, it follows in tonality of the first episode. Um, it was um, after a while and then I had gone back to Chandigarh. It was my second time being back home. And um, yeah, I had just gone back upstairs to where my room was. Uh, it was in the middle of the afternoon. Everyone's busy taking their afternoon naps. And I just like the, the the house was just dead quiet um <laughs> dead quiet and um i was just i just laid on the bed and i was just um soaking into the reality of the situation and the heaviness of how heavy the air felt still it was just a little bizarre and uh it just kind of dawned on me in this realization which is what i talk about and uh, yeah so here we go. So I'm in Chandigarh. And for some reason, for the past hour and a half, I just cannot stop crying. Not like wailing all over the place, crying, just like weeping. So overwhelming. I don't know if it's a realization or what, but it's a very deep sense of realization and loss. And I just wish I could find this one picture of my mother. I just don't know where it is. That's a really nice picture, actually. Her hair is long. And she's wearing these pants and this shirt. And she's on like this. I think it must be taken either in like Manali or something. 
because it's like in a riverbed and she's on this huge rock and then it was in the evening because the sky is dark and she's like there's it's a series actually she's looking into the camera in one and she's looking away in the other one and it's so uh, it just looks like she belongs there So my sister had has been to Chandigarh and she's been through all of mom's things and she's put them into this one cupboard in our old room, my sister's in my old room. And uh, she said that there was a bunch of stuff in the middle cupboard left for me to look through to see if I wanted any of the things. And I just basically wanted mom's work in stocks because those chappals were like super comfortable to walk in her shoes so I wanted those chappals but they aren't there so so my mom loved boots just like me she loved wearing boots so there's a bunch of her boots in the cupboard and I didn't realize how much more than me probably she loved Ed Hardy and Christian Ordego because the cupboard is filled with like I don't know, at least 15 t-shirts. All these outrageously loud designs that are so... <sighs> Ed Hardy and Christian Oregon. They are like brand new. Saving them for special occasions, I'm sure. She had such a hard time, my mom, with everything. She had such a hard time and I just feel bad, I feel bad about it. <sighs> there was a box of letters in this cupboard that Sanya had probably put together of letters that she and I had written mom while we were in Woodstock when we were in boarding school. I found a letter that I wrote to her when I was 14. And I was talking about, I actually said, there's a sentence where I said, how much sorrow, <laughs> how much how much suffering can a 40-year-old go through? <laughs> because apparently some kid, some Korean kid in Woodstock on some camping trip, trip had made fun of the scar on my face and made some reference of burning down something and I was sitting on it and he said doesn't matter she's already burned or something like that because I had this burn on my face since I was three and I was going on about I could read in the letter I had no idea why I was so upset and I was trying to explain to my mom in this letter that people have no idea of suffering It's funny because I was writing to someone who obviously knew 
one it was like I wish I had the responses of these letters where are the replies I'd love to read them and I went through all these cabinets looking for pictures to find that one picture this photograph those albums aren't there these drawers and drawers have been filled with mom's art materials it's like she was trying to repaint her life basically replace it with better images that she had drawn isn't that interesting I think that's pretty interesting I think that's what happens right when someone passes on that you know that that's impacted your life that if you don't have anyone else who knew them in the same capacity or similar well it would just be easier to remember oh and i know i know that she's not gone on i get it i know that just just always wish that when you do no better that you can do better and that it's at the at a moment that's not too late basically <sighs>